Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today I want to talk to you about your childhood and unhappiness. Um, A lot of us, a lot of research shows that one of the common themes that people who have suicidal ideations or, or wanted to end their lives is an unhappy childhood. And I want to reframe that, a perception of an unhappy childhood. And and this is not to downplay, you know, any abuse, any traumas that you've gone through. But I I say reframe it because that's exactly how we can deal with the unhappiness we've experienced in our childhood. I had an incident um, years ago where a friend of mine, really went through an extreme length to try to shame and publicly uh, humiliate me. And it was really traumatic. I was shocked by it. I was hurt. It bothered me. And what I've learned to do is to replay and rewrite what happened during the event. There's this adage that you know, when we're in pain, we either want to be helped, hugged, or hurt. And so when I replay it in my brain, the incident that took place, I imagine the person, instead of humiliating me, uh, hugging me. And what's powerful about that, because that's what I really wanted, was a hug. And not necessarily that I wanted a hug from that person, but there were other people around, and I wanted to feel the support and nurturance of the people who uh, had witnessed this. And I bring that up to say that when we think about our childhood, there are, there's that one traumatic event that we replay over and over, whether it's uh, with our father or with our mother, that where we, it, it really scarred us how it was played out. Either our father or mother said something or they did something that really scarred us. And we keep replaying it and we've kind of used it as an indicator of our self-worth and who we are, you know, whether it means we're unlovable or, uh, you know, we have to work harder or in order to, um, you know, earn our our peace or earn our way, we have to suffer, whatever narrative we have tied to it. And it really can be debilitating over time because, you know, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy of trying to reenact that moment because we believe that's what love is. And what I'm here to say is instead of uh, replaying the same traumatic experience over and over, rewrite it re remix it so to speak go back to that moment and think about how you would have liked it to play out what would you have wanted you know if you're if you're if you were there when your father left or you know abandoned the family rewrite it to where he stays and he plays with you and he hugs you and he asks you about your day 
and he tells you everything is going to be okay. Whatever, rewrite it so that you get what you really needed in that moment. Or maybe you play it where the father does leave and your mom sits with you and explains to you what happens and, and she holds you and she reads you a bedtime story or she combs your hair or whatever it is. But this requires you to reflect on the moment instead of reacting. A lot of times we, the, the moment comes up and it's reactive and it catches us off guard. And so then we kind of react to the, the moment the way we've always, whether you know uh, we get upset or we're sad or we're bothered or it, you know we seek out distractions. Instead of doing that, take time to reflect on what those childhood traumas were that is kind of fueling your unhappiness. And take time to rewrite it. And I've talked about this before when I've talked about trauma. And, and I bring this up because I, I myself do this, and I promise you that now when I think about that moment with my friend that I brought up earlier, my brain now naturally goes to the rewiring. Now, anytime I, I think about that moment, it immediately goes to being hugged and held versus the other parts of it. And it took me a while to do that. But I'm here to let you know that it is possible because it's something that I've practiced and it's something that I've noticed my brain able to do. If you, if you have a performance, right, maybe you perform uh, on stage or sing or, and then something goes awry, well, replay it so that it goes in the direction, you know, rewrite it. Don't replay it, sorry. Rewrite it so that it, it, in your brain the outcome is in your favor and what would bring you peace or serenity or joy and happiness. There's another part to this. The second part is discover how you can create that in your present day life. I'll give you an example. I also um, feel... A, a emptiness from not being able to play with my dad. I, I find that I have a longing, a yearning to uh, have a dad that I could have played catch with, tossed the football around, uh, you know, worked on projects, you know, worked on a car, that kind of thing. I, I have a longing for that. There's, there's something nostalgic for that, and, and it, there's something upsetting for me about not having that. Uh, with a dad um, and yes I had friends that I played with but I really wanted those moments with my father and as a kid I didn't realize that's that's what I wanted that's that's what I needed so I, I'd never asked for it but as an adult I see that and so as an adult it's like okay how do I find play in my adult life how do I find those 
fun moments, the back and forth? Is it playing cards with friends? Is it tossing the, the ball uh, with my nephew? How do I create that? Maybe I become a coach, a football coach, so that you know I'm giving other young uh, men, the, the boys, the, the thing that I so much wanted in my life, and I can be that for them. Like, how can I create that in a healthy way? Instead of being upset over what I lost, how can I create that and, and, and maybe make sure that someone else doesn't, I can, I can be that for someone else and create that in my present day life versus beating myself up and, and, and constantly traumatizing myself over what I didn't have. It's like, okay, well, with the resources I have now, is there some way that I can play and have fun and and engage in those activities that I needed as a, and wanted as a child? But that takes reflection. That takes time to be with ourselves and say, all right, what did I really want? And to honor that and not say, oh, that's stupid, that's dumb. I'm, you know, I'm 47 now. Like it's too late. I'm too old for that. It's like it doesn't have to be the. It doesn't have to look exactly how it would have looked as a child. There, there are other ways that you can create that. You know, like if you if you were a, a young woman and you know you wanted to play, you wanted a dollhouse and you wanted to play house. Maybe as an adult, you become an interior designer, an interior decorator. Maybe you become an architect. Maybe you become a, a contractor, a construction person. But, you know, you find a way to give that to your adult self instead of um, wallowing in, the, in the, what, what was lost in our childhood. We can regenerate that, and we can regenerate that to be even cooler as an adult. So, you know, I just want to reiterate the two things is, one, re, rewrite it in your mind how you would have wanted that interaction. If you, if you went through physical abuse, rewrite the interaction in your mind of what you would have preferred for your, your father or your mother to do or say to you. If your if your parents were verbally abusive, rewrite their script. You know, my mom said, I have an immigrant mom from Belize. She said all types of crazy things to me as a kid. And I can keep replaying what she said, or I can rewrite it so I'm changing the the story, the narrative. It's it's almost like the first draft. That's how you have to kind of look at your life. Your childhood is like, that's the first draft. Okay, now I'm an adult. I get to, I, let me turn in the second draft or the third draft or the, you know. We keep, we can keep turning in drafts. As long as we're alive, we can keep turning in drafts. And that's the beautiful thing about, about life. So to rewrite it, you know, if your parents were like, you're short, fat, ugly, you can rewrite to have your parents saying you were, the beautiful, attractive, buoyant, you're gorgeous, you're, you're handsome, 
you know, uh, you know, whatever it is you would have preferred for them to say or notice about you. And over time, it won't. And in the beginning, I'll tell you this: in the beginning, it'll feel fake. You'll you'll be like, "This is stupid. This is dumb. This feels like I'm forcing it." Yes, in the beginning, it will feel like that. And after a while, it'll start to feel natural. It'll be. It'll. We won't even think about it. You know, I, I see this all the time when I'm. You know. Uh, when you're working, when you're doing something new, I talked about the phone calls. It's like in the beginning, it just feels weird. And then all of a sudden, it becomes you. So re rewrite it. Rewrite it to what you want it to be. And this is not making you delusional. This is not lying to yourself. This is not denying what's happened. This is taking care of yourself, learning how to reparent yourself, learning how to nurture yourself, learning how to hold space for yourself, and and realizing that you can give to yourself what your parents couldn't give to you. And it's okay. It's okay. Because your parents probably didn't have access to resources. They didn't grow up with podcasts and the internet and YouTube and um, and you know, they, they had parents who they were just, they're just kind of doing probably what their parents have done. So we have to let that go and figure out how to give to ourselves what, um, others were not able to give to us so that we can continue to, um, you know, find our peace and find our serenity. And then the second part is, is as an adult is, you know, see how can we, we can ge- kind of generate and tap into those uh, uh, childhood needs and create that today and generate that today. Uh, usually through acts of service or work or what have you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. Uh, you can... Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 988 or any of the other international phone numbers that are listed in each and every single one of the show notes. Please share this episode. Share it, share it, share it. I can, you know, I can see that more and more people are, are tuning in. And that's, like I said, that's more evidence that uh, you're not alone. But the fact that we have, you know, all, we're approaching half a million downloads, which is insane right um it's just it's just a reminder that we're not alone in in what we're going through there's so many of us out there who are experiencing what we're experiencing so we have to speak up and be an advocate for ourselves uh and if that's a challenge then you know you get a coach or a therapist go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly let's get to tomorrow together